Blog Talk Radio. afternoon everyone thank you so much for tuning in to Loretta McNary live radio show I am your host Loretta McNary and I'm so excited as always about our show today um, I have the pleasure and the honor of interviewing uh, Pat Williams senior VP of the Orlando Magic basketball team he's also an NBA Hall of Famer I'll tell you his accolades but I just want to tell you <laughs> it's such an honor to be able to uh, speak with him again and talk about his new book. As you know, <laughs> Pat is the author of over 100 books. Yes, he is a book writing machine. I got to talk to him about that. <laughs> he and his lovely wife, Ruth, are the parents of 19 children. Yes, 19, including 14 adopted from four nations. He and his family have been featured on major network shows such as CBS This Morning, Good Morning America. Fox and Friends, and Mike and Mike, as well as in such diverse publications as Sports Illustrated, Reader's Digest, Good Housekeeping, The Wall Street Journal, and Focus on the Family. Not just once, but many times he's been featured in um, these publications and on these national TV shows. He um, served as the general manager of the 1983 World Champions, Philadelphia 76ers, and he managed both the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks. He is a popular motivational speaker, averaging over 150 appearances a year. Yes, we're trying to get him to come to Memphis. He is so phenomenal. And let me tell you, this new book that he has written, The Success Intersection, what happens when your talent meets your passion? And let me tell you, I thought I could just pick this book up and just, you know, read it in a day or two, maybe three at the most, because I, I just consume good books. It doesn't take me long to read them. But <laughs> that did not happen with this book. It's less than 200 pages, but let me tell you, these 200 pages are packed full of so much valuable information that you can't just read through it. you got to just Ask the questions that they're asking you to ask. you got to answer those questions. And then it just starts you to thinking about those answers to those questions. And there are three questions that is really the premise of this book. And if you can answer these questions, you will definitely be um, – you'll find that your life will be so much more fuller and richer because he is definitely going to tell you and show you how – you can um, maximize not only your talent, but your passion. And he'll explain about, you know, the difference between, oh, I love how he used this metric system. And so we'll talk about that too when Pat comes on. So you guys are going to want to make sure you get pencil and paper. And I will try to open the phone lines. I see all of you are calling in to listen. And thank you guys so much for that. But I really want to concentrate on these questions that I, my team and his team has come up with. But you guys, please make sure that you're writing down some stuff because it will definitely change your life. 
So I want to welcome to the Loretta McNary Live radio show for the second time, Pat Williams, everybody. Hi there. Can you hear me? Okay, so we're back. We had some technical difficulties. I am certainly when I click on this that was calling me in, and that's why you know it's kind of scary to say call in because you never know what you get. But um, in the years I've been doing Blog Talk Radio, I've never experienced that. So I'm hoping it is a technical difficulty and not someone who is playing. Let me put my theme music on, and I'll be right back to the phone in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. having technical difficulties back in, but um, his new book, The Success Intersection, it is definitely worth a read. You can get it where all books are sold online at your major bookstores, booksellers, and I promise you, you're going to love this book. Let me tell you, I've already marked this book, and I didn't get halfway. I told you it's about, you know, less than 200 pounds, I mean 200 pages counting. Um, there's an extensive note. He, he just takes the time to make all these notes for us. So um, you're going to love this book. You're going to love that he took the time to put these notes in for us. And, just, and there are several amazing books. I was just like writing down authors and books that I want to read that was based on recommendation that he referred to in his book, The Success Intersection of What Happens When Your Talent Meets Your Passion. passion. And let me tell you. <laughs> You're going to want to read this book. Um, waiting on that. So we were having some tech, technical difficulties, and uh, hopefully those are gone. And what I'll do is while we're waiting on the technical problems to surpass and pack and call back in, I'll just share some more information about the book um, that he wrote. And let me tell you, the people that endorsed his book, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the National Basketball Association, um, Jim McElwain, head football coach, University of Florida. Dirk Cotter, head coach, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it goes on and on and on. He has an extensive list of these amazing people who've endorsed his book. And it shows you how to identify your greatest talent, pursue your greatest passion, multiply your efforts through teamwork, and you'll discover how to maximize your natural gifting, focus your enthusiasm, and leverage your talent. Plus, not only you leverage your talent, but your passion into a lifetime of success. He shares 
about, you know, from the age of seven, he knew he wanted to be a baseball player. He fell in love with the game the very first time he was taken to a live ball game. And from that point on, he made it his business to pursue a career after college into the baseball, the minor leagues. He did. But almost two years went by, and he discovered that while he has a passion, (laughs) his talent didn't necessarily measure up for the major. So he talks about, you know, coming to grips with that fact that I'm very, very passionate about it. I'm okay playing baseball, but I just don't, it's just not the best use of my talent. So he discovers he has these other talents. So it is super amazing. It's a super awesome book. So um, I know we're having some technical difficulties, and I'm hoping that they can get them resolved and Pat can call back in. So we're just waiting. And so let me just read about this major. But the most profound, one of the most profound things for me was when he stopped playing baseball for the minor leagues and he got this job. Um, They always said that he was probably going to be a great front office person. So he got a job working in an office and he was selling advertising um, for (laughs) for the team. And so he's like, I'm a failure and – I can't sell advertising to save my life. This is what he's telling his mentor. And so Bill told him, your problem is that you think you're asking merchants to do you a favor and buy an ad. Pat, you need to change your thinking. And that's where a lot of things lie. We, especially when it relates to ad sales. So I don't want to give away so much of the book. I'm really hoping that he calls in. Let me just take another quick break. I'm going to turn the theme music back on, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a moment.
Everything one sound well. You know how we rock and roll, man. everybody thank you so much for your patience i promise you this interview is going to be well worth all these technical issues we are having the book is called the success intersection and we have with joining us is pat williams hi pat are you there loretta i am here Uh, delighted we can hook up and uh Uh, Thanks for the introduction, and I'm eager to talk about my new book. (laughs) I'm eager for you to talk about your new book, too. I've read half of it, but a couple of my staff members have read it, and they loved it. And so I was trying to get past you've written over 100 books, but (laughs) because we don't have much time, I want to just talk about this book because I really believe it is going to be an eye-opener for so many people that feel stuck. I think the well, inspiration from this book is going to really help them. Well, thanks, Loretta. That's why I write. I, I do want to uh, uplift people and encourage them and inspire them to, to live to their full potential. Uh, I, I guess at the, at, at the end of the day, I'm a motivator. And uh, so, mm-hmm. therefore, this latest book, The Success Intersection, uh, you would definitely catalog in the, in the motivational uh, section. So here, here's the deal, Loretta. Uh, here's what I tell people because everybody's interested in success. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when your greatest, ta- when your best talent, when your greatest talent intersects with your strongest passion, uh, that's your sweet spot. That's your sweet spot in life, and that's mm-hmm. where you want to stay. That's where you want to get your education. Uh, that's where you want to get hired. That's where you want to work. Uh, that's where you want to get paid every two weeks, right there in the middle of that sweet spot. And so that, that's the, uh, the theme of this book. I, I call it the success intersection. And uh, it, the book is filled with stories, examples, illustrations. Uh, and I, I hope people find it to be of value. That, that's why I wrote it. I, know, I'm, I have no doubt that they will. I'm telling you, I got stuck reading the book because it was really causing me to take an internal look um, and to answer those three crucial questions, and hopefully we'll have enough time to talk about that. But if we don't, I'm definitely going to contact Andrew to see if we can do a part two because there's so much substance in this book. I want people to get it so they'll go and pick up the book. So I want to kind of just move and ask you, when you say um, you speak about not being a successful failure, 
Can you explain what that means to us? Well, I can, Loretta. We're going to listen. No matter how gifted we are, how talented, or how much experience we have, we're going to have setbacks. We're going to have failures. We're going to have times when things aren't going our way. And the purpose of that, and what I'm saying is, don't waste those periods of defeat or setbacks or times of failure. Don't waste them. Uh, because in the middle of those uh, tough times or those dark clouds, uh, we've got a very teachable spirit. And it's in the middle of those tough times that we want to really have our learning caps on. And, and in the middle of those tough times, we should be thinking, well, Lord, what do you want me to take from this? What, what are you teaching me? What do you want me to learn here? Mm-hmm. Because on the other side of those tough times, uh, the sun's going to shine again, and and therefore, when we come through the tough times, we want to be uh, much smarter and much more uh, tender in our in our view, much more helpful to other people, uh, much more sympathetic because we've been through the fire. And, and on the mm-hmm. other side, we don't want to waste those tough times because we want to be valuable, more valuable to other people than we were before the tough times. I think that's the best way I can explain it. That is so beautiful. And again, everybody, we don't have a lot of time to go into these uh, questions with a lot of depth, but I will invite him back because I want to talk about, you, you talk about a metric and there were four different clause for it, and this will help a lot of people explain it because I get this question a lot. What is the Why are there so many great basketball players at the community centers, um, playing, you know, for their churches, but yet they're just as good as, as some of the NBA players. Is that how you can measure passion and talent versus just having talent for something? Well, for some reason, is that they the difference get a... between those guys who have super talent? Well, Loretta, for some reason, those guys down at the YMCA or out on this, you know, out on the uh, playgrounds in the inner city, uh, in many cases, they. They weren't good enough students. Uh, they they mm. did not. Maybe they didn't finish high school, uh, and, and therefore uh, they never would have had an opportunity uh, to go to college, at where, where where they could have developed and could have emerged. And so uh, that's why I tell young people, you've got to be a good student. You you can't just mm. blow off schoolwork. You you've got to be a good student or colleges. Uh, cannot take uh, can, cannot get you in school, and and so there or wow. or you you can't you can't stay in school uh, because your grades aren't good enough, and so that's gonna that, that ruins a lot of careers of kids that have talent, but mm-hmm. they've got the, they've got those other weak spots that are gonna uh, prevent them from ever developing their talent. That's that's I think I think that's my view on that. Does that make sense? Do you think it has anything to do with passion, though? Because if you're passionate about it, I think you will be motivated to know that this school and education is a big part of going to the NBA. Are they not? Are they just talented but lack passion? Like some of the people you talked about were in, you know, the orchestra lady. She she was really good at it, but that wasn't her passion. Because I'm trying to make people see that passion is really what pulls you on those days when you don't want to be pulled and you don't want to do whatever it is that you. 
um, are talented to do, but your passion just will not let you fall asleep. It won't let you settle for less. Uh, that's well phrased. You know, absolutely well phrased. That's uh, it's one thing to have talent, and that's that's good. But if you are not passionate uh, about what you're doing, if you're not enthusiastic, mm-hmm. if you don't have enormous energy, if you don't really love what you're doing, uh, you're going to fall by the wayside, a- along with uh, thousands of others. You know, young in this case, young athletes who just didn't have enough going for them, you know, to break through. So I tell young mm-hmm. athletes, you, you have got to work and do your schoolwork, you know, while you're in high school. You, you can't slough it off. Uh, you can't just say it doesn't matter. It does matter. And, and uh, colleges can't accept you, uh, you know, if you're just a, a very, very weak student. So it's important for parents and grandparents to stay on top of kids and, and make sure that they're, they're doing the job in the classroom in addition uh, to doing the job on the athletic field. Uh, now, now uh, let me just say this, Loretta. Uh, the earlier in life uh, a young person can find that talent and that passion, uh, the better off they are. And, and this is where, uh, this is where p- uh, parents and grandparents and Coaches and teachers come in because uh, they can spot in a youngster, uh, they can spot a level of talent much better than the, than the kid can. Uh, so, and it yeah. may not be sports. Listen, it may be computers. It may be singing. It may be art. art it may be, uh, you know, ceramics. It may be writing. It could be any one of things. And, and we need mm-hmm. to be encouraging young people uh, who may not even be aware that they've got some gifts, but when a teacher or a coach or parent tells them they do, you know, that, that, that registers. And, and then you need to start, start fueling that gift, you know, when kids are young, when there's, when they're in a very, very developmental period of their life. And uh, so, and that, so that requires a lot of work on the parenting side at the, at the end of the day, Loretta, you know the the uh, the key people here really are parents and grandparents. Uh, they're the key people in most cases to a youngster uh, living to their full potential. They're the ones who have to stay on them and make sure they're getting their schoolwork done, and make sure that they are uh, you know staying eligible for sports. Make sure that they get them physically drive them uh, to the gymnastics center or to the cheerleading camp or to to the little league practices or to choir or to the band, you know, uh, you've got to get the kid there so they can participate. And that comes down to parents and grandparents. That is so true. It's, I have so many questions. You're going to have to tell me you'll come back on since we got such a late start. Because I love how you define um, talent. You define what passion is in a way that anybody who picks up this book can understand it. And once you understand the difference and what they each are, I think it will help people make better decisions with their careers and to really follow their passion. In your book on page 31, do you remember how you define talent? I know you do, so this is what you do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I define talent, uh, and we all have different skill levels, but uh, some area that we have that is a gift and uh, that was something that we're good at, 
and and more importantly, that we enjoy uh, using that gift. Uh, you know, I've, I've run into people who have skill and talent, but uh, they don't uh, they don't enjoy it. Uh, they don't work at it. It's, it just it just doesn't mean anything to them. But when you find somebody that does have skills and they're really pumped up and passionate about it, boy, that's that's a dynamite com- uh, combination, Loretta. That, that's what we're that's what we're looking for here. That's what I hope that's comes what we're out. After. Of I know. That's a missing ingredient for a lot of us. And I mean, I want to talk to you about the Paul Bryant um, metric system. I want to talk to you about the 10,000 hour rule. Is this now? But um, we only have like three minutes. So I want to use this time wisely. Um, so we already said why talent is not enough. I want people to understand that why is talent not enough? Well, Loretta, you've got to work at it. Uh, in other words, you you can have talent. Uh, that you m- may have been born with or that you've developed. But uh, if, if you're going to be a star, if you're going to live absolutely at the highest level, you've got to really apply an enormous amount of work. And we, we hear this about the 10,000-hour rule uh, that people use for practice, whether it's hitting a baseball or a golf ball, whether it's lear- playing the violin, uh, whether it's any, any area of skill. 10,000 hours it takes to perfect it. Well, Listen, I happen to think that that 10,000 hours is low. Uh, I, I think when, if you really studied it, you know, study the late Arnold Palmer or study, you know, any great um, gifted musicians or whatever, I would bet that they have applied more, probably far more than 10,000 hours uh, to develop that skill to the highest level. But but it, it's good that it's good that that numbers come out. At least it gets us talking about it. And the the, the point is, uh, if we're going to really be successful with that talent, we got to work hard, and we've got to really push ourselves to develop that talent. It's not going to develop by itself. And 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 well, you've got to work hard. You got to pay the price. You've got to really get after it. But if you love what you're doing, Loretta, it doesn't seem like work. If you're that passionate so about true. it, you know, it, I love it, what it, I'm it, doing and it does not seem like work. And I know you feel the same. I want to ask you one quick question. Then I want to um, tell people how they can find you in case they want to, because you're an amazing motivational speaker. We want people to know that you will come out there and how they can reach you. But is confidence an internal or an external job? Is that something we should seek other people to do for us or we do for ourselves? No, no, I, I missed that, but you, you asked about confidence. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, well, listen, confidence comes, Loretta, from preparation. If you're prepared, let's say a, a whole semester in college of work, going to the classes, taking notes, uh, sitting up front, asking good questions, studying afterwards, uh, you're going to go into that exam at the end of the semester feeling very confident. If, on the other hand, you cut classes, uh, sleep through the lecture, don't take any notes, and uh, and then show up for the exam. You're gonna have you're gonna be scared. You're nervous. Your stomach's gonna be in knots. You're gonna have a headache. As well, you should. Your confidence That's level so is, is you're zero. You're messing up your whole entire future. Yeah. Because you because you oh didn't prepare yourself. You're gonna have yourself. to come back. Loretta, you're call me anytime. Call me anytime. And honey. I want to tell you how they can find you. PatWilliamsSpeaking.com 
And I'll have a link on my Facebook page and my website where they can find um, Pat Wynn. You're, you're incredible. You're phenomenal. I'm loving this book. And I'm going to have to call you on a sidebar and tell you how it has personally affected the way I do business. And it's based on what you wrote on page 40. Thank you, <laughs> Loretta. so amazing. I've enjoyed this. Short. Yeah. Great, great to talk awesome. to you. Anyway, we'll- thank you so much. We'll talk again. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Let's get calling. 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 Let